KKVV listeners on the 1060 AM dial. Once more, it is a privilege to have you join us here at Abundant Life. It is our hope here as a family, as a community, to have you join us on a Sabbath morning and for worship here at Abundant Life. And also, to our uh, live visitors at www.abundantlifelv.org who are watching us right now, welcome to you. I know some of you are faithful and, and we also would love to have you join us here one of these days. Make it official. Today's special because we have a guest speaker who is coming all the way from the Eastern Seaboard. <laughs> Uh, he is none other than Pastor Rodney R. Valentine. And I'll tell you a little bit about him. He is the second of three children and the eldest son. He is a native of the state of Virginia, though he spent most of his growing years in Columbus, Ohio. He served four and a half years in the U.S. Air Force. Amen? After receiving an honorable discharge, he moved to Atlanta, Georgia. He it was there where he learned about and accepted the Advent message and was baptized by Elder Walter L. Pearson, Jr. You know the speaker for Breath of Life, who was the then pastor of the Atlanta Berean Seventh-day Adventist Church. After much, many rather, conversations and prayers, Elder Pearson encouraged him to go to Oakwood, College, uh, formerly Oakwood College, now Oakwood University, to prepare for a life of service in the gospel ministry. So he did accept that call. While attending Oakwood, he had a very successful radio ministry. Also, while still attending Oakwood, he was privileged to conduct an evangelistic crusade in the Boeing Homes community in the city of Atlanta, Georgia, where 45 precious souls were added to the family of God. He has been blessed to speak to numerous congregations as the Youth Week of Prayer, Deaconess Day, etc. And Pastor Valentine is happy to have begun his pastoral ministry in the Great South Atlantic Conference in 1997, where he was the assistant pastor in the Columbus, 
LaGrange Greenville Georgia District with its primary responsibility being to the Emanuel Seventh-day Adventist Church in the city of Greenville Georgia. I could say a lot more but I'll say this in February 2007 he received and accepted an invitation to join the wonderful Allegheny West Conference ministerial team. He has the privilege of being assigned to the fruit of the Spirit formerly South Side Church in Columbus, as well as the South Fountain Church in Springfield. Pastor Valentine is grateful to the Lord to have been used to baptize some 400 souls thus far and looks forward to being used by the Lord to see many more souls come to know Jesus Christ as their personal savior and friend. He has assumed from the late Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. his motto to be his own. Quote, I just want to do God's will. He tries to govern his life by the text of, texts of scripture found in Psalm 34, 12 to 14, and I have that right here. What man is he that desireth life and loveth many days that he may see good? Keep thy tongue from evil and thy lips from speaking guile. Depart from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you Pastor Rodney a Valentine. Before we hear from him, let me say, Pastor Valentine, here at Abundant Life, we love great preaching. Amen. 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 And that's not to put a weight on you. We're just asking the Lord to use you. Amen. Amen. Before we hear from Pastor Valentine, we will be favored by another special selection of meditation from our church choir. After which, we'll hear from Pastor Rodney Valentine, Hear Ye Him. This next selection is called The Worship Medley, and it is exactly that. It's a collection of songs that call you into worship. The first part talks about the attributes of God, that he is sovereign, that he's ever-loving, ever-giving, everlasting. The second part goes on to talk about the name, the name of Jesus, and that his name is, is holy and righteous, and it's the only name whereby men might be saved, and that we ought to reverence his name. And the third part talks about, oh, how we love Jesus. And because we love him, we worship him. And so we invite you to join us in prayerful meditation as we share this song with you.
Can I worship just for a moment? Can I just take time to worship just for a moment? This, this morning, this has been a worship experience as one might say par excellence. I thank you for being worshipers. There's a difference between church folk and worshipers. And I'm just thankful that you all are worshipers. Um, 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 I'm, I'm just a country boy. You, you heard him say I'm from Virginia. So if I don't act right, it might just be because I, I, I might feel like I'm at home. And at home, sometimes we, we just cut loose. I want to thank the Lord first for the opportunity just to be here. Um, you know, James says too often we declare from our arrogance that I will do this or I will do that. But he reminds us to remain humble and say, if the Lord wills, I will do such and such. And so I'm thankful that I serve a God who loves and cares and allows. And so I'm thankful that our God allows me to be here today. Um, it's, it's, it's amazing how God does what he does. I want to thank your pastor, Pastor Lee Wars, and associate pastor, Pastor Holiday, for treating me better than I deserve. Um, their, their love has been felt and uh, might I say it has it has found its way into my pores and I appreciate it um, I remember when I was younger in ministry I received counsel from someone who was a mentor when I was a child and he said to me he said now you need to understand that now that you are in ministry your greatest struggle is going to be with other men. He said they're going to be jealous, they're going to be intimidated, and you're going to sometimes butt heads. But, but what I have received from these men has been love. And I appreciate it. I now know what the word means when it says it's a good thing when brethren dwell together. And, and I just thank God for it. I thank God for it. Strong leadership in this church, and I praise God for men that pray. Um, um, the pastors prayed with me. Uh, Holiday, uh, Pastor Holiday called me last night just to thank me, just to check on me and, and thank God for our meeting. And then he said, Pastor, I got to pray for you. And, and, and that... I can't, I really can't express in words what it means to be covered. And for another man, another brother, to just cover me. My mama's covering me right now. And I appreciate mama's covering. But when another brother comes alongside and says, let me cover you in prayer, it's mighty, it's powerful. And it speaks to the relationship that he has with God. And so I'm thankful that I'm in a house of worship today where there are like worshipers and folk who don't mind praising God. I was excited when I came in. Can I take just a moment? Uh, I was excited when I came in on Thursday and your pastor and I, we sat and ate. He took me where I could sit down and, and eat. I, I like to eat. Uh, I, I really do. I, 
I like, I, I, as, as we say in the country, I likes to eat, y'all. But your pastor took me, we sat, we ate, we fellowshiped, we had a good time. Uh, and, then, and then he said, Pastor, let me, let me take you over to the church and let you see it. He was excited about the church and excited about showing it off. Uh, you ought to know your pastor loves you and he's excited about you and he bragged on you. And so it, it made me excited about seeing you. Uh, but then we came over and, and, and was walking through and the, the children, the babies, were up here and they were rehearsing for what they're going to do this spring. And I stood back there and peeped in the window and, and, and I saw somebody standing down here who was orchestrating and directing. Uh, and, and, I, and I kept looking, I said, now that face, I know that face. We came in a little bit later on and blessed the Lord. Go on, smile for me, darling. Sister Stevenson, you, I remember her when I, was, when I was in South Atlantic, camp meeting. Oh, bless the Lord. So, I, I, you know, I, I, forgive me, since I didn't say forgive me when I did it, but, but I was so excited that I just grabbed her around the neck and kissed her on the cheek. Um, and so, 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 so forgive me for taking liberty. Uh, but but, but some, as I said, sometimes when I feel at home, I just, you know, I just don't know how to act. But, uh, but it's, it's been an experience, it's been a joy, it's been a blessing. And, and there were some young people who said they were going to be here and they were going to pray for me. Where are you? Where are you? Where, where, Kobe? Where, stand up, man. Did you pray for me, man? Bless the Lord. Amen. There were some young ladies. Where are my, where my babies? Where, where are my babies? What's her name? Courtney. Jory? Did I say it right? All right, where, where is she? Where's your hand, precious? Did you pray for me? Bless the Lord. Amen. Amen. Sister Holiday, where are you? Where are you, Sister Holiday? There you are. Where's that baby you, you had me praying for? Oh, bless the Lord. She's healthy. Can the church say amen? amen. We praise God. Praise God. I want to thank, I want to thank Brother Lawrence. He didn't tell me a last name. He just said, I'm Lawrence. That's all he said was, I'm Lawrence. And, 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 then, and then he went to work on me. Don't I look good? Come on now. Oh, what you say? What? The hardest thing for me to do in five years of being back in Columbus, Ohio, was to find a barber who will cut my hair and do what I ask. Uh, not only did the brother do what I asked, but he just stretched it on out. I said to him, I said, now, now you got to understand that folk are going to be looking at me. And, and if they kind of tilt their head because my hair is crooked, I, it make my head, I'm going to tell them where I got it. <laughs> but I praise the Lord for what, what I have experienced. You know, this is home for me. Las Vegas is where I turned 21. <laughs> now, let me put that in context. I was in the Air Force stationed at Nellis. I was at Nellis Air Force Base from 1984, uh, 81 to 1984. And, and I can say, by the grace of God, I, I, I did not experience, because I had no desire to experience the casinos. Amen. The only time I went into them was, was when I was working and, and uh, part-time uh, for, for a fighter here. Uh, and, and, and so we'd have to go in to go around and, and the such, but bless the Lord, I didn't get hooked on the one-armed bandits. You know, I, I didn't experience the crap tables. So, so the Lord was good, amen. So I could come back to Las Vegas and walk the streets and, 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 have, a, and you know, have a good reputation. Come on, say amen. So I praise God for that, but it was here where I turned 21. And, and, and I'm thankful to God that I made it out of Las Vegas alive. Come on, say amen. amen. And I made it back. Come on, say amen. amen. Making it in and making it out and making it back is a good thing. So I praise God for that. I praise God for that. I'm going to ask you, if you will, please, to take your Bibles and turn again with me to the book of Revelation. Revelation chapter 7. Revelation chapter 7. 
Now, your pastor said that you enjoy good preaching. So, 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 so I'm just going to let the Lord have his way. Is that all right? So, so when we, when we move through this, as we move through this, if you say amen, then we're going to celebrate. Come on, say amen. amen. I bring you greetings from your sister churches in Columbus and Springfield, Ohio. I want to just read a couple of verses from our scripture lesson for the morning. From Revelation chapter 7, I want to look at verses 12 to 17. Verses 12 to 17. And it says, saying, Amen. Blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might mm -hmm, be unto our God forever and ever. Amen. amen. Now you know amen just mean, you, you, anybody, anybody, ever, anybody ever watch uh, uh, the Ten Commandments? One of my favorite, one of my favorite lines in the Ten Commandments is, is, is another duration or de de derivation of the word amen. Uh, uh, when, when Yul Brenner played Pharaoh, when he spoke something, he said, so let it be written, so let it be done. That's all amen means. It is because it is, and it can't be changed. Amen. And verse 13 says, And one of the elders answered, saying unto me, What are these which are arrayed in white robes? And whence came they? Mm -hmm. And I said unto him, this is John in this conversation. I said unto him, Sir, thou knowest. And he said unto me, These are they which came out of great tribulation and have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Therefore are they before the throne of God and serve him day and night in his temple. And he said, And he that sitteth on the throne shall dwell among them. Verse 16, They shall hunger no more, neither thirst any more, neither shall the sun light on them, nor any heat and verse 17 just just wraps it all up and it says for the lamb mm -hmm, which is in the midst of the throne shall feed them and he shall lead them unto living found fountains of waters plural waters did, did you get that waters mm-hmm and shall lead them unto living fountains of waters. And God, somebody say, and God, shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. Would you, would you, would you allow the Holy Spirit to, to, to just envelop your mind and focus on the theme this morning an uncontrollable celebration. An uncontrollable celebration. Will you pray with me? Father, it is a joy just to think about Jesus and all that he's done for us. But right now, Spirit of the living God, we want to do more than just talk. We want to see Jesus. We want to experience his presence. We want to know what it is like to just envision our Savior. So, Father, help us to see Jesus. Help us to hear Jesus. Help us, oh God, help me, oh God, to just lift him up because we claim the promise that Jesus himself said he said and I if I be lifted up 
I will draw all men unto me. So bless us this day that we might be drawn to Jesus. Father, this man cannot do what Jesus can. So remove me, Jesus, and let thy glory fill the temple. And let us rejoice because of our experience in Jesus' name. Amen. amen. And amen. You know, I have watched people who have the experience of childbirth. I've watched fathers who have the experience of telling people, I'm gonna be a daddy. I heard someone in here today, I believe, talk about they are about to be a father. And, 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 it, and it's gonna be a little boy, I heard. I didn't look up because I could feel the glow. I could feel the excitement. I could feel the thrill. I could feel that this father is, is, is excited about what is going to take place. I talked to the pastor on Thursday, and, and as we were sharing, he, 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 he let me know, he slid it in that, that he's a father. <laughs> And, and, and as I was about, as we were about to part, he said, now on Sabbath, you'll meet, uh, excuse me, pastor, my lion club. <laughs> my lion club, he said, yes. And, and, and I could see the enthusiasm. I could see and feel the pride. I could feel the excitement. You know, you know I, I, I expected him to pull out, you know, if, if we were back in the 70s. Huh? He'd pull out that wallet and just drop and let it. Front, back. You know, and if that wasn't enough, you know, he'd pull out some. You know, you, you, people get excited about their children, about life, because that life comes from you. watched I've done weddings where grooms and brides cannot cannot contain themselves for, for 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 what they are experiencing in the marriage ceremony and and, and one would be hard-pressed to tell someone who's experiencing either of those situations to calm down can you imagine telling someone who's about to be a parent, calm yourself? Can you imagine telling someone, it ain't that deep? You, you know, you, you liable to get slapped for telling somebody to calm down when they are about to experience childhood or they're about to experience marriage. I've, I, I've talked to people who are about to graduate from high school or college or get a, a terminal degree and, and the excitement, the anticipation is something that, that words really are unable to describe. When I think about celebrations, however, I think about the great celebration. When, when the bride, the church, shall be united with the groom, Jesus. There's, you, <laughs> there is going to be such a celebration. You know, when I walked into the barbershop yesterday, I said, you know, I'm, I'm about to ask a crazy question. And, 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 and all the barbers in the, in the room said, there's no crazy question. Go ahead and ask it, man. <laughs> they said, the only crazy question is the one that you don't ask. 
The reason, and I explained, I qualified and quantified why it was a crazy question. I said, you see, I'm, I'm coming to ask a question that could be offensive. I said, now I am affiliated, excuse me, I took liberty. I'm affiliated with the Abundant Life Seventh-day Adventist Church down the street. And the pastor and the principal pastor, when I asked them about a place where I could get my head cut, they directed me down the street and, you know, and I said, is, is this the place? Now, now, Brother Lawrence was sitting down. And he said, his brother said, right there. And he got up and he shook my hand with some enthusiasm and excitement like I was somebody special. I, you know, I, I had to turn around and look to make sure I, who, what? You know? And he said, ah, yeah, 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 uh-huh. And he had someone in the chair. He said, just a minute. And I told him who I was. He said, just have a seat right there. And as soon as I finish, I'll get, uh-huh. But there was such excitement. I, I couldn't tell him to calm down. I couldn't tell him I was a nobody. You understand what I'm saying? I, I felt good being somebody. Come on, say amen. And, 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 and you know, and, and I watched him cut, and, and, and he moved with precision, and he took his time with the person that was in the chair. And I'm just sitting there excited. Wait till, wait till I get there. He made me excited about getting a haircut. You know? When he finished the gentleman's hair that he was cutting, he, 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 he popped his, 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 his cloth there, apron, you know, that he took off the man, he popped it, pow, all right now, you know, huh? And then he, then he walked over to me. I was sitting there, I was, you know, and I was, and he walked over and he grabbed me by the hand and he said, let me give you a help up. Oh, so I'm in for something now, huh? He took me over to the chair and he sat me down and put my apron on me and wrapped my neck and got, then he came around in front of me and he what we gonna do? Huh? There was excitement and it made me anticipate something. It made me anticipate an experience beyond what I had ever had before. Because I'd never been treated like that in a barbershop. I'm thinking while that's going on about my sermon because I was in betwixt and in between sermons. And I went to bed Thursday night, and the Lord just, y'all ever, the Lord ever gives you a dream, and you wake up and say, that's it? And then I walked into the barbershop, and there was confirmation. Hmm? After being here, there was confirmation. And I came in this morning and experienced Sabbath school. Confirmation. Came into the worship experience, confirmation. The choir sang, woo, confirmation. I said, Lord, have mercy. All this up in here, Holy Ghost, you got to do something. You got to do something. You got to do something. And it all allowed me to focus in on an experience that we should as Christians be anticipating and that is the seeing of our Savior. The delight of a Christian is not what we experience here as much as what our experience here is preparing us for. There's only one thing I want to do, and that's see Jesus. I understand what Paul meant when he said, I, I care about nothing save Jesus Christ. And then, <laughs> now, 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 hmm. let me get to the meat of this thing, because I understand y'all get out. Um, <laughs> 
Now, now I, I must, I must forewarn you know, you know, you know, the Surgeon General makes it that anytime something is going to have, you're going to experience something or ingest something, that there must be a warning from the one. You, you understand? So, 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 can I, can, can I give you warning that that this, if you, if you, if you don't love Jesus. If you just came in here by happenstance, if you came in through wonder and, 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 and just, just wanting to see what happens in the church, if you have been walking with the church members but have not been walking with Jesus, then this sermon can be hazardous to your life experience. Now, now I done done what I'm told to do. Now let me preach. There is a text of scripture that just, I get, I, I get excited when I read it because I understand now after research what it means. When you get deep with Jesus, you understand that you can still go deeper yet. And the deeper you go, the more thorough your experience and the greater your excitement. Mm -hmm. Going deep with Jesus takes you higher and higher. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There's a text, there's a text, there's a text, there's a text. I, Hmm. Y'all forgive me, but when I get this thing, if y'all just feel like leaving, you go ahead, because I'll finish this on the plane, on the way home tomorrow. Come on, say amen. Uh, my members will tell you, pastor will get in his car and continue preaching, just because it's good to him. In Jude, y'all know the book of Jude? That's the one before Revelation. Hmm. What some call the benediction, now understanding that the word benediction means beginning. Did you know that? So when someone says, let us rise for the benediction, we are, we are getting ready to enter into an experience. It's, some folk think that we're saying it's the end of what we've gone through, but it's actually the beginning of what we're getting to. The benediction in church is setting us up for a time of witnessing and celebration. You didn't know that, did you? Stick with me. I got some stuff for you. In Jude, the 24th verse and the 25th verse, I'm going to read it in the King James first. Now, 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 I want y'all to remember, this is a Seventh-day Adventist church that you're in. Don't get up in here acting like Pentecostals. Don't you shout, because somebody might think you really know Jesus. That's for the Pharisees. <laughs> Verse 24 and 25 says this. Now, you know the word now means not later. Now, present tense. Any English teachers? Yes, sir. Okay. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy... To the only wise God, our Savior, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and forever. Amen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. Let me take you deeper. I'm going to read it from the Amplified Version. Now, now, now I'm going to preach the Amplified Version. All right? Mm-hmm. Now... To him who is able to keep you, watch this now, watch this, watch this, without stumbling or slipping or falling. Let me, let me pause right there. Jesus is able, like my grandmama say, used to say, Jesus is able to keep you. Right there, that was enough. That was enough. 
See, because the word, the, the, the word Jesus is able to keep you signified that whatever you are going through, Jesus is able to be all sufficient for whatever your need might be. Whatever you need, Jesus. Whatever you're going through, Jesus. Whatever you're thinking about being a problem, Jesus. Whatever problem might be coming around the corner, over the hill, around the bend, out of the ditch, or out of a hole, Jesus is able to keep you. Now, when you get down to this, he's able to keep you. Watch this. What he's, look at this. Look at this. He's able to keep you without stumbling. How many times you walk through life? And, I mean, you know, there, there's something in your past that you've been trying to let go of, but it seems like you... Huh? Excuse me. I'm sorry. Let me come on. I'm sorry. See, I told you I forget. I, I ain't home. And I, you know. How many things in your life can sometimes make your Christian experience somewhat uncomfortable and you feel like you have stumbled. Hmm. Jude says that Jesus is able to keep you straight up. You don't have to stumble. You ever get into a situation where somebody just makes you angry? You know, because as, as my grandmama used to tell me, human beings don't get mad. Dogs get mad. <laughs> Have you ever been in a situation where you are entering into anger? And you feel like saying, you know, I, oh, that's right, I'm out in Las Vegas. I ain't in the South. Y'all don't say this thing. You ever, feel, you ever hear somebody from the you from the, you from way over there in Detroit? Uh, uh, but, 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 bro, bro, um, I say, bro, Lawrence, he from Louisiana. <laughs> he told me that when I was sitting in that chair. And folk from the South, Every now and then, we'll get a little angry and say, don't make me put my religion down. Anybody from the South? Anybody got grandparents from the South? Anybody ever heard, I'll put my religion down? The word says that Jesus can keep you so that you won't need to put your religion down. See, because the, the inference in putting the religion down means that I need to come out of Christ to deal with a situation that needs a human context. Now, I don't know about you, but all of my humanity has never been able to save me. If I don't stay in Jesus, then I'm liable to do anything. But as long as I am in Christ and Christ is in me, then I'm able to experience victory yeah. over self. Huh? Couple of things I live by. Watch this. God is not going to judge me based on how you treat me. He's going to judge you on that. <laughs> and that's your business. See, one thing I learned as a child, I don't mess with other folk business. If you tell me you angry, then you angry. That's your anger, not mine. I don't, I don't have to be angry because you angry. If you tell me you going to act a fool, I ain't got to act a fool. That's yours. Go on, fool. I don't have to accept your stuff. If you got issues that are not my issues, I'm not going to embrace your issue. Because if I take your issues on top of my issue, oh Lord, I'm in trouble already. Yes, sir. So I got to stay in Christ. Because
because the victory that I need is to be an overcomer so that I can experience what is going to happen when Jesus breaks the clouds. So he's not going to judge me on how you treat me, but he's going to deal with me based on how I treat you. But he's able to keep me from stumbling into foolishness. He's able to keep me from slipping into sin. Hmm. I don't care where you live. You know, they call Las Vegas. Don't y'all tell nobody this, but I'm going to tell y'all something that they say about y'all that they ain't from here. People that don't. <laughs> because I've been here, I defend Las Vegans. So just understand that. You understand? But folk that ain't never been here think they know what's going on here and they call Las Vegas. Let me tell you what they say about the city. This, you know, they call this place Sin City. You know what I tell them? You don't know what you're talking about. Hmm. One thing I do know, because I lived here, it's available. But the thing that I've learned is, it's available everywhere. Come on now. Because the word of God tells me that the whole earth is sin city. This is the only place, according to the spirit of prophecy and the word of God, but more the word of God than the spirit of prophecy, because Ellen White had to get it from the word before she could put it down. Come on, say amen. I love Ellen. I love Ellen, but she ain't the word. I love her. I, I read her. I got her all on you. But what the word says, and Ellen, and Ellen then expounds upon, is the fact that this is the only place in the constellations of God's creation that accepted sin as a way of life. But the Bible says that he's able to keep me from slipping into sin. Because if I keep my feet on the rock, Sister Red, ah, come on, Sister Stevenson. Sister Red, Mama Red sees me, and she says to me, every time she sees me, are you yet on the rock? I said, Mama, I'm on the rock. She says, stay on the rock, baby, because the, otherwise the rock going to fall on you. I'm going to stay on the rock. Jesus is able to keep me from slipping. Huh. That's the kind of power he has. Watch this now. I, I got to get through this thing because this thing gets good to me and I'll mess around and mm, we all be shouting up in here. He's able to keep me from stumbling or slipping or falling. Falling mean... You, you know, you, you ever fail? Whew. You know, we used to say when I was in the military, and we talk about repelling or, you know, jumping out of a plane or doing something, we used to say it's not the fall that'll hurt you. It's that sudden stop at the bottom that can kill you. <laughs> Jesus can keep you from falling because here is the, here's the reality of it. As you are falling, you have no control over how or where you land. You ever seen someone fall from a high place? No, no, watch this. Watch this. Let me come home. Some of y'all have, you, Detroit, yeah, let me talk. Can, I, can, can we? Okay, let me talk to you. Let me talk to him right now. Y'all watch this conversation that we have. Watch this, watch this. Have you ever... Now, now, this between me and you, don't pay no attention to them, okay? This between me and you. So you can tell me because I'm your brother. Have you ever been walking in the snow in Detroit and all of a sudden you hit an unexpected patch of ice? And when you step, you lose all cool. Now, this is between me and you now. Don't, don't matter about nobody. Don't worry about nobody. Don't worry about nobody. You know, you confessed about how you was with your wife, so come on, talk to me now. Come on, I know you ain't got a problem confessing. Have you ever hit an unexpected patch of ice and your feet, your feet started counting the number of clouds, huh? While the back of your head was looking for some place 
to land, and your arms and feet and legs were moving, and you had no, have you ever been there? Maybe once. Yeah, let's see, Jermaine. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. One time. All you need is once. All you need is once. Because, see, once you've fallen on ice, you walk different. Now, 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 some of you who have never experienced snow and ice before, you will get to a place in the, in the, in the east or the north, and you, you get to walking on that snow, and you, you know, you know, you you. But see, those of us that have been on ice before, you know, folks be talking about, come on, hurry up. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. I'm moving fast as I'm going to move. Because I know what's under here. Because I have fallen before. And when you fall, man, that thing hurts. I mean, from here all the way down to the feet, you know, you, and when you, if you land, you have no control over how you're going to land. Your feet and arms are wailing for, and then the problem is, watch this, watch this. Every time you fall, listen to me, listen, watch this. Every time you fall, somebody around you, no matter how much they love you, no matter how much they respect you, no matter how much they care about your safety, even your mama and your daddy and your grandmama and your children's and your grandchildren's go laugh. They are going to have some experience, huh? They are going to demonstrate a reaction to your demise. That's the same way people, when you fall from Christ, are going to respond. Church folk will laugh at you when you hit bottom. It's natural. It doesn't mean they don't care. It doesn't mean they don't love you. It just means that's a conditioned response. But the word says that Jesus can keep you from falling. <laughs> Jesus can keep you living a Christ-centered, Christ-focused, Christ-surrendered life. And as long, Jesus said, if you remain in me and I remain in you, you're good. You're safe. You're stable. You're firm. Now let me get to, let me get to the exciting part. See, that wasn't exciting. No, 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 watch this, watch this. Now, we're going home on this. I don't know how long it's going to take us, but we're going home. <laughs> and watch this, not only is he able to keep you from slipping, stumbling, and falling, but watch this. The reason for him keeping you and me from slipping and falling and stumbling is so that he can, what the next part of the verse says, present you. Watch this. I'm, I'm, I'm coming out, of the, I'm coming out uh, of the Amplified. Watch this. Watch this. He can present you. No. Let me stop right there because some folks don't believe this. Now, now I'm coming with the, now, this is coming home now, okay? He is able to present you. You, you, y'all, y'all, and me fought less. Now, now, now here it is, here it is, here it is, here it is. The reason why some people within the church have no joy is because they are anticipating judgment and not presentation. That's why some people will not leave church and go tell other people about their experience at church because they're waiting on somebody to call them a hypocrite. So what? There's only been one perfect and that's Jesus. I'm striving to be like Jesus. I ain't striving to be Jesus. Because I can't be Jesus. I can only be like Jesus. Yeah. 
The reason why some people come to church and leave because they get an ill look from somebody else is because they take that look to mean that's how Jesus is looking at me. When somebody doesn't talk to you nice at church, that ain't Jesus. <laughs> huh? When somebody's pointing out your faults, your mistakes, your blunders, when somebody is waiting to tell you to fall so they can move, that's not Jesus. Because the Bible says that he wants. Mm -mm, mm -mm. See, now here's where some folk will have a problem. My keys are on the desk. If it get hot, just start the car, I'll run out. <laughs> Wait a minute, y'all might get hot too. I, I, maybe I shouldn't have left them keys on that day. Cause see, somebody's gonna have a problem with what I'm about to say right now. Because you've been conditioned, somebody has been conditioned other than the reality of how excited Jesus is about you. See, some folks think that Jesus simply sits on the throne yeah, she messed up again. <laughs> no matter how many times I tell that boy, there he goes. See, some of us who have had the experience, now, 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 now watch this, watch this. This is, this is, this is, this is deep right here. It's deep, watch this, watch some system. Some of us have had the experience of what it is to have the love of an older grandmother. See, a 35-year-old grandmama can't give you this. Come on. You got to have a grandmama that's over 60 to know what unconditional love looks like. You got to have a grandmama somewhere close to 70 who will stand between her child and the beating you gonna get from her child. You got to have a real grandmama. To understand a glimpse, listen to me, a glimpse of the capacity of the love of God for you. Yeah. See, when you got a grandmama that'll tear your hind up and then tell you that she loves you and hugs you and then will fix your favorite food while you're healing. And dare your brothers and sisters to laugh at the threat of death while you can see her at the pot. Come on. Too many of us, too many of us, too many of us don't experience Christ and the joy of being in Christ in the fullness because we are anticipating judgment and destruction. But the word says, I'm can I just tell you what the word says? This ain't Pastor Valentine. This is the word. Watch this. He, he, he is able to present you faultless. Now, 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 watch this, watch this, watch this. From the Amplified. Oh, Lord, I got to get out of here. Unblemished, blameless, and faultless. Now, watch this. Let me give you something right here. There is no way Jesus can present me faultless. Because he has gone to the cross because of me. See, that's where we get stuck. We get stuck with the fact, the reality, and it's true. Jesus went to the cross because of my sin. No, no, no. See, you're missing this. Not your sin. My sin. That was my Savior. That was my Lord.